From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now! Welcome to the After 9 Podcast, friends. Welcome, welcome. Um... We got a text in at the end of our radio show, and I love it. I love when the, you guys listen to the radio show, and then you'll tune in right away to the podcast as soon as it's published. Apologies for the delay yesterday. Technical stuff. Don't worry about it. We got it. But we got a text in from Jason, one of our listeners, very loyal listeners. I need to hear Scott and his Sephora story, please. Okay. I have a feeling I know exactly what you're going to say, because my husband and I had just had this conversation. I was at Sephora and it was towards the end of August and I went to the location in Mapleview Mall in Burlington. I was going to pick up just a little something extra for my girlfriend's birthday package of gifts. And I thought something from Sephora would probably be nice. Now me, I personally don't have a lot of need for many of the products that they sell at Sephora. Most of them are not things I've ever been exposed to. So I needed a little bit of help. I really didn't even know exactly what I was looking for. I thought maybe they'll have like a nice little gift set of lip glosses or a gift set of mascaras Mm -hmm. or whatever. I thought there'd be something in there. And to tell you the truth, I still don't know if there is because the staff were so fucking rude to me. Really? That I just couldn't anymore. I just walked out of the store. I don't know if it's because I'm a guy and they figured, oh, fuck, I don't want to deal with this or or what it was. But nobody was even remotely interested in helping me. We're, I'm surprised by that. When I go in there, there's like 15 people that approach. Like, yep. I swear to God, at the same time, they're like, how can I help you? How can I help you? Can we put this on your face? Can you want to try this? And, and that's what I thought, right? They've got like 18 people trying to put makeup on one fucking woman sitting in a chair. <laughs> I don't even need a service. All I want is a little bit of advice. What am I looking for? Where do I find things? How is this store laid out? I would have thought they kept all the the shit together. Like, here's all the different no, lipsticks we have. No. no, no, no. They group it together by who made it. Yeah, that's right. It has to be in its, in its bubble of and its display. And, and they had just released the new uh, Haley Bieber line of strawberry shit. And I thought, oh, well, maybe they'll sell that at Sephora. I don't fucking know if they do because nobody would even talk to me. Nobody talked to you? Like, that was the issue? Like, you didn't even get a chance to talk to somebody to be like, hey, can I have, can you help me out? Not a single person approached me. Not one. And when I finally said, excuse me, um, do you have, like, gift sets or anything like that? She pointed and walked away from me. No interest in helping me at all. Really? Yes. I bet you that manager would want to know that information because that is not, I think, what most of the Sephora locations are like at all. From my, from what I've seen. And men... And women, no matter who, walking around, have always been helped. In fact, if anything, it's like I usually have to say, I, she already asked me, and she already asked me, and she already asked me. Usually it's females, okay? It is typically females that work there. But yeah, usually it's like I've already been asked. I'm good. You've got a confusing layout of a store because things aren't all grouped together. They're See, grouped together by the manufacturers. And then you've got like the most overstaffed store I've ever seen in my life. And not one person came over to talk to me. Not one. And when I did actually have the courage to ask for help, I got a point in the general direction. Still don't even know what I was looking for there. And and they just walked away from me. It's a, it's a very particular kind of store when you're looking for uh, anything in, the, in that cosmetics umbrella in that realm. Because you do have to know. I feel you. You, you would be a fish out of water. I get it. 
because going into it, I'd, I'd probably know a little bit more about what line is is what and where I can find everything. I understand why it's packaged the way it is. It's because those retailers, so separate retailers, if you will, Rihanna, for example, she wants her display to be beautiful in there. Ulta Beauty in the States, they do the same thing. It's a display of your products and you don't want it mingled in with competitors. You don't want a MAC lipstick uh, beside a rare beauty shit. You don't want that. Selena Gomez wants her shit far away, right? So... That's the reason why. Those displays are set for a reason. Some people also only buy by those products. They are, th- their go-to is Too Faced, and that's the brand they like, and that's the only one that they'll go to. Or the Sephora brand, for example, which isn't that much cheaper than the alternatives, by the way. Uh, but I know it's a very particular kind of store. I've been helped there before, though, and again, I think that the management would be of that particular store would be upset to hear that because that's not the experience that I've ever had there. That said... The, the thing I thought you were going to rant about the most was the cost, but I guess you didn't even get to that point. Oh, I took a look and thought, <laughs> I don't it's, think so. My husband uh, got me a gift card, 150 bucks. Okay. My birthday. Oh, enough for a lip gloss. Great. That, well, he, so in his mind, he's thinking I hooked her up. She's going to get a ton of shit, <laughs> right? A ton of shit. This is awesome. So I came home the one day from shopping with a tiny little Sephora bag. And he's like, oh, you didn't find anything you liked? <laughs> I was like, oh no, babe, I, I, I did. And then some actually. He's like, oh, how much do you have left on the gift card? I was like, nothing. He's like, show me what you got. So I pulled out three little boxes. And one was a lip gloss I have here, $50 lip gloss. One was, uh, what was the other one? One was a small, pri- like a primer. It was a regular size primer. And there was one more thing I got, whatever it was. Three little items. He was shocked. Like, he's like, that was 150. I'm like, no, that was 170. <laughs> I spent extra money. Holy he he was like, it, yeah. So listen, this, it's not cheap, uh, yet people will absolutely flock to it. That's why they have so many people. I think they make up, they must make a decent amount of money in, in Sephora. I'd imagine cosmetics industry in general. What I will say to people though, I don't know, maybe you're listening and you happen to be like a cosmetics head, if you will. I don't even know if that's what we're calling it. Um, is that be aware that there's a lot of products out there that do the same job. You, can, you don't need to fill all of your drawers and all of your things with a million different kinds of everything. A, that shit expires, for those who don't know. You're not supposed to use it over a certain amount of time. It won't hold as nicely. It won't stay as nicely. Don't spend a ton of money on a bunch of product. Have go-tos. Have your go-to eyeshadows, lip glosses and sticks. Have your go-to cover-ups. Keep it at that and replace them only when you're done with them because it's amazing. That industry, Scott, is insane for the for the amount of people who come and they overdo it in terms of like just having drawers and drawers full of shit you won't use every single piece especially in the time that you're supposed to have used it in it's a sterile situation too so i will say there's a lot of tiktokers online who are now kind of against those who are trying to promote people to buy all this shit all the time i could talk about that all day but we won't on the pod but just be very mindful of it i just thought that I mean, I'm a customer here and and I was willing to drop some big money. In, in the end, I ended up dropping that big money over at Lululemon. Fuck it. It just wasn't worth the hassle. I appreciate the fact that it's a high-end retailer. I appreciate the fact that they carry a lot of the big brand names that you don't necessarily see at other places that carry cosmetics. I think all that's great. I just don't know why they have to be so rude. Like, I, I was actually shocked when I walked into the store. I was like... I don't know many stores that can afford to lose the two, 300 bucks I was going to drop here, but I'm not dropping it here. I'm out. And I just walked out the door. So a recommendation, maybe, if you happen to work in, in that industry, 
Not all of us know what we're looking for. Not mm-hmm. all of us know how these things work. Maybe take two minutes to just explain the layout and where things are and say, and if you need me, I'll be right over here. That's all I was looking for. Yeah, I'm A surprised. little customer service. I am surprised. That's disappointing. You should... Honestly, you could be that person. Be that person. I'm never that person. Yeah, I know you probably won't be, but that's. A I shame. don't leave shitty reviews. I'm not going to phone the manager and go all Karen on no. them. I just thought it was shit. What was the location? Did you disclose the location? Maple View at Burlington okay. Mall. Guys, maybe or you know someone. Maple View Mall in Burlington. Maybe sorry. you know someone, or you work in that mall and you want to just like let them know, hey, maybe you guys got to work on that shit. Maybe maybe it was just that location or the staff at that location yeah. on that day. Yeah. Maybe I'll give them another shot at some point, but I'm still a little ticked. Uh, Okay, let's move on. There is a lot of things to get to in this episode of After 9, and we'll start off with this. What do you make of this 12-year-old girl that got tased at school in Oshawa on Monday? Mm. For those who have not heard the story, a 12-year-old girl facing numerous charges after assaulting three staff members Mm -hmm. and a student at a school in Oshawa, Sir Albert Love Catholic School. 11.30 Monday morning, police called over reports of a student assaulting students and staff. The female was carrying a pair of scissors at the time. Mm -hmm. She was ordered to drop the scissors, and she did. She then took off and assaulted another staff member. Police got involved by deploying a taser to stop the assault. The suspect, again, a 12-year-old girl taken into custody, one victim transported to hospital after being struck in the head with an unidentified object. Okay, there's a few different layers to this. I um, I don't know what's going on with kids in school, but the amount of violent outbursts that are happening lately yeah. is scary as shit. I would be terrified to have a kid in school right now. Can I say I, I do? I, I do have those moments of being a little scared of it, Scott. I mean, I've already had instances with my grade one child letting me know that somebody threw something at her. And it, don't, yeah, don't worry, mom, it's a bad kid. The teachers know. And I'm like... That scares me. Yeah, that scares me. So when people hear that headline, I hope they don't automatically rush to be like, the cops are fucked. They shouldn't touch them. The girl was carrying scissors. She was uh, terrorizing the people that work there. And yes, 12-year-olds can do that, by the way. Uh, People would probably be amazed at how much teachers have put up with for behavioral issues. I've heard a lot of stories myself. Anyone who has teacher friends, you know too. I don't know if it's getting worse or something is missing here. Maybe it's always been bad and we're just talking about it more. I don't know what the case is. But what I do know is if that officer felt like that was what they needed to do at the time, maybe it truly was. You have to consider that maybe that was it. They couldn't pin the girl down, maybe because there were scissors flailing in the air. Nobody wants to get hurt. This could have gone the other way where they're like, oh, but it's a 12-year-old, so he won't do anything. And uh, oh, next thing you know, the headline is 12-year-old stabs teacher or 12-year-old stabs cop, whatever the case is. So I have to, at this point, trust that that was the right thing to do. The kid's okay. Uh, but this is someone who needs a lot of help. And the fact that this person was even in the school system, I don't understand it, Scott, because we're so quick to like look the other way when it comes to these behavioral issues, when it's a danger to students, to teachers, and to police officers. Okay. I see it a slightly different way. I mean, I think the fact that she did drop the scissors when she was ordered to drop the scissors says something. Uh, she was being at least somewhat compliant, but... Oh, was she? See, I didn't... Sorry, I missed that part. So she did drop the scissors? She didn't have the scissors when the cops made the decision to tase her. She had already dropped them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. And I... I'm, I'm just trying to think of this through the, the lens of safety here and, and clearly a dangerous situation. If somebody had to be sent to hospital with a head injury, 
That's a huge problem. Everybody should feel safe in that building. Full stop. When the cops made the decision to deploy the taser, they had a choice to make. They knew they were surrounded by people recording. They were surrounded by a mix of adults and students watching through the windows. They had a tough, tough decision to make because there's two ways they could have dealt with this. They could have tased her, which immediately immobilizes someone who's not on like meth or something like that. It, it, it stops the situation. In fact, when they asked police about it for a comment, the cops said it was effective. That was all they had to say. It was effective at stopping that situation. Nobody there got hurt. What was the alternative? Two big male cops go in and wrestle a 12-year-old girl to the ground? What was going to look worse in the headlines? Two cops kneeling down on the back of a 12-year-old girl trying to wrestle her into cuffs while the girl's flailing around and screaming? I don't think people would like that anymore. You got to de-escalate the situation. And, and I think that the cops, questionable about whether or not they actually needed to use the taser, but I don't blame them for using the taser. They also have a right to be safe too. And who knows what kind of a situation this was going to turn into if they engaged with her physically. Yeah, so I think we're kind of agreeing here with this being what they what they felt they needed to do. Yeah, I, um, I know that there's a lot of discussion about it. A lot of people think the police went berserk, overreach. I've heard all those terms. Power trip, ego trip. I don't think that's what it was. I think it was just when you weigh the options, you're going to eat a shit sandwich no matter what. Either way, the situation's got to get resolved. I think that that was probably the better way to do it. The inflation numbers came out again yesterday. 3.3% in July, 4% in August. Third month in a row that inflation has ticked back up. Should we just learn to live with inflation in the three to four and a half range? Should we maybe just get it over with and accept this is just our new normal? And by the way, that's uh, 4% compared to August of last year. I'm kind of curious to see the inflation compared to like August 2020 before COVID mm -hmm. because it seems like people used COVID as an excuse to raise prices. Uh, in any case, yeah, it's not your imagination. We are paying more. Grocery prices did come down a little, but it's still over 6% inflation. Higher gas prices played into that. And of course, housing prices paid into that as well. That's for buying and renting. Uh, the Ontario College of Teachers says a former kindergarten Kitchener teacher, she's not a kindergarten teacher, she's a Kitchener teacher who taped two elementary students to their chairs is guilty of professional misconduct. It happened last year at Alpine Public School in the fall of 2021. The college's disciplinary panel says the teacher's actions amounted to abuse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you taped yeah, a kid abusive. to the fucking chair. That sounds pretty abusive. How much? I don't want to glamorize this or romance the story in any way, but... How bad a day had that teacher had? She had to have been at her wit's end on her last nerve when she snapped and said, I'm going to tape you to the chair. I don't think she went into school that morning thinking, I'm just going to wait for one little kid to get lippy and they're getting the tape today. She must have snapped. Is that a good way to look at it? Yeah, I guess. I mean, none of it's good. I don't know if I use the word good in any of this, uh, but it's, I'm telling you. Something's going on. It's There's a lot of high tension happening. There is, Kat. Uh, she got suspended for four months, and she has to take an approved classroom management course if she wants to return to teaching. I'm going to assume she wants to return to teaching. Um, I don't know. Being found of misconduct because of abuse against a student. Seems weird that you only get four months for that. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that seem like a strange thing? Yeah, it, it is. I guess there's a lot of things that... 
that are factors, I suppose. I, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, there probably is. I, I don't know what they are, but all right. A Niagara police dog has saved a man's life. I love stories like this. It was in St. Catharines on Monday night. A man in his 70s wandered away from his home. His family got concerned and called police. So the police sent the canine unit because they were going to be looking for somebody. In came Constable Tim Wiley and Rudy, a four-year-old German shepherd that works for the police force. They started at the guy's house, and he had been missing for hours, by the way. I would have thought the scent or the track was gone, but God, these police dogs are amazing cat. The dog tracked the man down to the shore of Lake Ontario in St. Catharines, realized, no, he didn't go into the lake, took a left, followed it along the shoreline where they eventually found the man in a ravine that he had fallen into and had been laying there for four hours in the rain. Now, he was treated in hospital for exposure, but that dog saved his life. It's an amazing story. And stuff like that happens every day with the police dogs. First of all, what a good boy. <laughs> yes, right. It's in, it's incredible. It really is um, that these these thank goodness for the canine units. And you think about all the all the work that they that they do. I love getting educated about it still to this day. Like if there's ever um, festivals or open houses, I've been to like the the Waterloo region does a great job doing an open house and you bring it in. It's really for families and kids, but anybody, honestly, adults go if you're interested, if you ever see these open houses, because they do teach you a little bit about what goes into the training. It's impressive to say the very least. It's impressive to be able to train these canines, what they do themselves is impressive. The relationship between canine and officer is impressive. Mm -hmm. It's very, very cool. And I'm glad we have the system that we have for it. And dogs like live for that shit. It amazes me. Some people don't understand that. Like they, if they don't know dogs, especially they're just like, Oh, that seems sad. They have to work for, that's what some dogs just want a, a job. They want to work. It's very rewarding for them. Can I tell you a quick story? A friend of mine is a police canine handler. And, and his dog is unbelievable. The athleticism on this dog, he's a bomb-sniffing dog, and it's amazing what he can find. Uh, my, my friend has shown me some of the drills that they do. He can go out in a field and hide some, don't worry, non-active or inert uh, explosives in the forest. This dog can find it in minutes. With all the other smells in a forest, this dog will track it quickly. And that dog, whenever it hears a siren, it starts howling. It wants to go to work. When he leaves mm-hmm. to go to the mall or go do some grocery shopping, the dog actually gets sad that he might be going to work without him. These dogs love their job. Love they it. love what they do. Mm-hmm. And they're so well-trained, the handlers and the dogs themselves. I think it's amazing. So hopefully, hopefully, this isn't a question when it comes to funding for police canine units because I think they do so much great work. And again, they saved a man's life here. Uh, coming up in just a sec... We're going to talk about how is the way that we position this? <laughs> what, what is it the way, the best way to describe what we're going to talk well, about? Well, this is a great article that um, strung a chord for me. Some of the things in it, it's uh, BuzzFeed and Huffington Post came together. It's things that were considered normal 20 or 30 years ago. Okay. So maybe a lot of you were kids. I was a kid at that time, 20 or 30 years ago. This would have been early nineties. But they aren't normal anymore. And some of these are kind of eye-opening, especially as we reminisce and things are changing now. We just talked about inflation, cost of things going up. A lot of people are on that on that level of simpler times. So we're going to discuss some of those simpler times and stuff that used to be normal, but it just doesn't happen anymore. 
Uh, today, groups of parents across Canada are planning to participate in what's called the One Million March for Children. They call it a grassroots movement in protest of various gender identity issues in schools and the rights of parents to be informed of what's happening with their kids at school. Protests are taking place at Queen's Park. I'm told as we record, there's already thousands of people there for the counter-protest. It's also taking place at various city halls. I think there's a city hall at least in every region. Now, in response to the protests, large-scale counter-protests have been organized by various union and community groups, organizers on both sides. And I want to say this as plainly as possible because I agree with both sides. Both sides are calling for peaceful demonstrations today. It's a lot of ramped up rhetoric going around on Mm -hmm. social media and everybody has a right to protest. And if you want to participate in this, by all means, go ahead. But please, two things. Keep it peaceful. No hate symbols in public. You don't need that shit. Just be peaceful. You can march around and yell and shout and scream and chant and do whatever it is you want. But keep the protests peaceful and try and keep it respectful. Both sides are out fighting for something that they actually believe in. So hopefully we can maintain some order. I don't know what's going to happen today. But like I said, there's already thousands of counter protesters gathered on the lawn at Queens Park. And I'm a little bit worried about this one. So let's Mm -hmm. not create extra work for me in the news tomorrow morning. Let's just keep it peaceful and everybody go home and enjoy some pepperoni pizza later on. It's National Pepperoni Pizza Day. (laughs) Here, here. A bride on Reddit wants to know if she's an asshole because she walked out of her own wedding reception after her brand new husband smushed cake in her face. And by the way, this has happened before, hasn't it? This year. Do we not learn anything? Second story that I've read this year about it. And both times the brides walked. So the woman says, as she asks complete strangers if she's an asshole for doing that, she says, Her husband found those cake-smashing videos funny. So she warned him before the wedding, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't like it. She even told him about a bad experience she had when she was a teenager where her mom pushed her face into a birthday cake and she ended up with a big cut on her head from a decoration in the cake. She's had a bad experience. She also knew that she spent good money getting her hair done, getting her makeup done, buying a beautiful dress, All three of those were impacted when her husband disregarded what she said and smashed her face into the cake. So she said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out of here. And walked right out the front door of her reception. Uh, Apparently the groom tried to smooth it over. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't leave. Don't leave. His family tried to smooth it over. He's sorry. Don't leave. Don't leave. Fuck it. She left. She I don't blame her. The, so that was the it for the end of the night for her for her wedding day. She was done. She finished it. Night was over as soon as he <laughs> smashed her face into a cake. Yeah. She told him not to do it. He did it anyway. She walked out. <sighs> she wants to know, did I overreact? Is this something silly to be angry about? Or, or was it right of me to leave? We did a poll on this on the Scott and Cat morning show today. It is remarkable how consistent it was in the texts. Not one person felt it was unreasonable of her to walk right out the door. Not one, Scott. Not one. It was unanimous. I I, I questioned this. Like, who is this fucking guy? And like the second that he said, I think these videos are funny, I probably would have called off the engagement. I don't, I don't think that shit's funny. I don't understand why people continue to do it. Like, oh, let me just put a little cake in your face. Especially the full-blown smashing into the cake. 
I don't get those people. No. I, I don't get invited to those weddings, clearly, because I've never experienced it. So clearly, I, I avoid those kinds of people. I don't understand it. I don't think it's funny. S- some people might call it, in part, a tradition. Um, and a great saying that I heard not long ago is tradition are just is just peer pressure from dead people. <laughs> so don't give in to all these stories traditions in my opinion which many of which especially when it comes to wedding are stupid i i don't i if i could tell her something what i would say is okay no you're not an asshole for for doing what you felt was right in the moment especially after you told him about your trauma for your birthday cake situation many years ago and you told him you weren't want, didn't want to do it secondly what are you doing with this guy what kind of a respecting husband even future husband at the time, he's, he was joking around about doing it. What kind of a respectful partner in life is that if you told him you really didn't want something on this day and he did it? Who are you with? I would probably tell her to really reexamine the whole relationship. And maybe that sounds extreme to some people, but I don't think it is. I think the smallest things can end up being the biggest things. And if, he, if there was, wasn't enough respect there, regardless of whether he was drunk or not, I think he sounds like a piece of shit, Scott. Yeah. To be quite frank with you, if that was my friend and, and th- all that happened, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, guy? Like, what are you doing? You seem like a very immature piece of shit. Mm. That's my formal opinion on this subject. <laughs> well, thank you for declaring it as your formal opinion. My formal opinion. My That's it. That's all. He ruined uh, what she says is a $500 cake. Ruined her makeup, ruined her hair, got cake on her dress. She's pissed, and I don't blame her one bit. But while we're talking about tradition, quote-unquote, from weddings, I'm with you, Kat. It's time to modernize and evolve the whole thing. A lot of people, namely for financial reasons, have been uh, paring down their weddings anyway, getting rid of some of the frivolity of those weddings. So let's go with a couple of traditions. Keep them or get rid of them. Okay, done. Bouquet, Bouquet toss. Get rid of it. I'd get rid of it too. Yeah. I don't see any reason to make your bridesmaids tackle each other for uh, some flowers mm. that you paid good money for. I always felt bad for some of my friends who, too who were single and they were constantly just told, get up there. Hey, you. And they were always like singled out, if you will, for being single right there in the middle of the dance floor. Like, oh, but this person's not here. They're single as shit. Like, it's rude. I don't like it. It is rude. And it also reminds them that they're single if they don't catch the bouquet. Like, oh, well, sorry. Hopefully somebody Uh else gets married soon and you can try again. Thanks for making me be a part of those photos forever, too. Like, some people take professional photos of the toss. Like, no, fucking thank you. Stop taking so many photos, too. Anyway, that's another pet peeve I have, but that's not on the list, maybe. Go ahead. Keep going. Garter. Yeah, dumb. I'm going to put it in the same category. I think it's kind of silly. Yeah, that was something. uh, The garter was always a very personal Sensitive thing. Right. And and I don't know why at any point somebody thought it was a good idea in front of family and friends and grandparents, sometimes even priests or these things, to climb under your bride's dress and with your teeth pull off what's meant to be a part of her underwear. I j- and then throw it into the crowd so that single men can catch it and, and they would be the next to get married. I don't know why that this is a thing or why we started doing it, but it's stupid. Okay. Good thought. Late night table. Keep. Keep it. Keep, 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 keep. You got to sober up your guests, especially if you're doing an open bar. It's a good way to sober up the guests to keep the older people sticking around a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Sorry, older people. I don't mean to single you out, but it's true. Sometimes they're not into that scene of like, oh, people are crazy partying. Maybe they're just sitting down. They're looking forward to good food. And that's why they're going to linger around. So please make sure you have late night. Keep, keep, keep. In fact, I'd call it a must. Okay. Open bar. Must. Really? A lot of people feel it's time to do away with the open bar. A, because it's one of the single biggest expenses for a wedding. B, it's really just permission for people to get 
blindly drunk for free on your dime. I don't know. Every wedding I've been to, most weddings, sorry, that's not true. Not every wedding I've been to has been open bar, but most weddings I've been to are open bar. I don't know. From my experience, it kind of helps to bring some people out of their shell. I know. Yeah. Why are you endorsing liquor to bring people out of a shell? But it just does. I mean, I had like maybe aunts and uncles or, or whatever, cousins, friends of people who otherwise I never fucking heard a word from. But man, you open that bar up on a wedding and people are feeling good. It it can make it can bring people together and it can make memories. Does it need to be used and utilized by everybody? Absolutely not. If it gets too silly for you, you can leave. But in my opinion, an open bar is a must. Last one. Wedding in a different place than the reception is taking place. I.e. we get okay. married at the yeah. church yeah. and then there's yeah. this three hour layover where everybody's got to find something to do. Yes. And then we go and yeah. meet at the hall again three hours later and have a big fucking speech and dinner and, and dancing yeah. and stuff. You know what? I'm so I'm a little on the fence with this one. Help me out. Maybe you can sway me in one way or the other if you have a strong opinion. And here's why. I sometimes don't mind that break in between. If it's local, I don't mind because I can go home and chill out, maybe change outfits even. I've mm. done that before where I'm like, it's been a hot, it was a hot day and they got married at their favorite, they had to get married at the church because that's where the parents wanted them to get married at. It's a prime example of what happened at one point, but the wedding was like an hour away. But they gave so much time in between that it was like, I showed up in one outfit at the church. Congrats, see you tonight. And then we went right into the festivities when we did get there that evening. So it kind of was a nice separation. A little rest in between is always good, too. So you're not on your feet, especially with heels, right? Mm-hmm. Keep in mind mm-hmm. for hours, hours, hours on end. So in some cases like that, I like it. But I, I really don't mind one, obviously. That's all in one. If you can get married and then we walk into the reception, I'm totally happy with that. And keep in mind, future brides and grooms, you don't have to take photos in between those moments. You don't have to have them just to take photos. Because I think some people think we need time to take photos. You can do the photos, you know, during things or before things. I know you're not supposed to see the bride. Again, ask yourself what traditions really matter to you. But for me, I don't feel strongly one way or the other. How about you? I think that uh, there are truly some people who are religious individuals and they would not even feel comfortable getting married unless it was by a priest mm-hmm. or or a, a religious individual in the confines of a church. That's right. And if that's you, by all means, you do you. But if you're not overly religious, if you don't go to church even semi-regularly, if you're getting married in a church just because your your grandparents or your parents would be disappointed if you didn't. Don't bother. If church means something to you, by all means, get married in a church. But if it doesn't, just do it all in the same spot. You might as well. If you're getting uh, your reception done at, at a nice golf course, every one of them that holds receptions also has a place where you can get married that's usually quite beautiful. And, and the same applies in a lot of cases. I don't think you need to go to a church unless you, as a couple, are a religious couple and it's that important to you. If it's not important, don't feel the need to get married at a church. Just do it all in one shot and keep it all simple. Very good. Uh, Is there another one that I wanted to do? Last one. Any other traditions? Can I just mention, because I said something about photographs too, I just keep in mind, especially because photographers... I love you. I know wedding photographers. Yeah, I know Great a few people. Too. They know what they're doing. I cringed when you said that. They ca- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. She's they, not going to like that. They capture. Well, that's the thing is they capture the moment beautifully, right? You need you need to have someone there. And they're you know they're good, by the way, when they show up in running shoes. That's what you want. When they show up in running shoes, you've got a good photographer because they'll crouch down. They'll get the good shots. All those moments are important. But you can also ask yourself if you really need them there the entire evening all through it. And do you want those photos later professionally? Uh 
One more thing, and it's not necessarily a tradition. Actually, it is a tradition, particularly in European cultures. But overall, a lot of weddings will often have um, a little gift for you for coming to the wedding. Oh, a little bomboniere. Yes, trinkets, and treasures. Right. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say. Okay. In 2023, if you're getting married, you've got way too much on your mind. You are shelling out a remarkable amount of money for a one-night party. I don't think you need to do that. I don't give a shit about these silver pie Mm -hmm. lifters. I don't care that you got me candlesticks. I really don't give a shit. If you want to give me anything, give me something practical. Give me some breath mints and and some... uh, I don't know, whatever for the drive home, something to snack on in the, the Uber. I've seen USB sticks with the couple's name on it, which is out of nowhere, but fuck, I'll use that USB stick maybe. Sure, it just seems like I don't it's really care. It's not necessary though. And it's a waste of money it's, for the couple. It's not necessary. Here's what I will say to that, by the way. If you have a relative, for example, who really wants to do something for you and you can't fucking think of what to do, put that on them. We need bomboneers. If you really want to help us out, Get cracking on creating some bomboneers. We need 50 packages of something. I don't care what the cost is, whatever it is. If they're willing to take care of it for you, start delegating a little bit more for your wedding. Because like you said, there's a million things in the air. If you could start delegating off those welcome, that welcome book, you know, sometimes people have a little book to sign at their wedding. Yeah. Get someone else to do it. Right. Delegate if you need to. Just be careful you don't put too much on your maid of honor. Oh, that's the other thing you didn't mention. The wedding parties. Wedding party. I want to do away with that shit. Yeah. I'd like to do away with it. Two witnesses, that's it. No more matching dresses. No more bullshit drama about who's got to do what and plan parties for who. Have a a witness or you can even call them the best man maid of honor. It's an old fashiony saying, but if that's what you want to call it, fine. Have those core people and let their job be to figure out who can probably help around them. Also be aware that someone might say no to you if you do have a wedding party. Be understanding because, I I don't know, I want to do away with that whole tradition of wedding parties. If I could magically, for other people, I'd do it for the people. Because I think there's a lot of cases where in that room, even the bride and nobody else really wants to do it that way. But they're doing it that way just because tradition calls for it, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe maybe for you that's different. Maybe you really do want that bridal party moment. And you want to take those photos all in matching dresses. That's totally cool. But just, again, I implore you to ask yourself if that's really what you want. Well said. Okay, let's move on. We've got one more thing and almost no time to do it. But we want to talk about this as we transport you back about 20, 30 years ago in time. And we can be quick with this one. But this is a BuzzFeed Huffington Post. Their communities kind of chimed in here. And I found some of it interesting. Some of it I didn't really know about. Stuff that was normal 20 to 30 years ago, but that doesn't really happen now. Number one, watching TV for an hour, not seeing 24 minutes worth of medicine commercials. That's very USA to me. Like if you watch any American channels, mm-hmm. holy shit, Scott. Yep. It's all med- meds. They're just pushing meds. Every single commercial break, you will hear at least once, side effects may vary. <laughs> Back when you were a kid, Scott, were Sundays actually observed? And by that, I mean Sunday was always meant to be, maybe this is even traditionally, I don't know, religion aside, but it was always meant to be a day of being with family yep. and rest yeah, and just being around the house. Traditional Sunday dinners were a thing. And a lot of people say it's kind of no more. People are too busy. They've got shit to do. Maybe that factors into it. I'm not sure. Maybe there's many factors. Do you feel like we're going away with the traditional Sundays? We are, but I also don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, I'll give you an example. When I was growing up, 
as I heavily date myself at the moment, I remember a vicious debate. Canadians were talking about it. Do we allow Sunday shopping? Because when I was young, mm. stores were closed on Sundays. That was That's true, yes. You had six days a week to get your shit done, and Sunday was the day that everybody just slows down and takes a rest. And they did eventually, obviously, allow Sunday shopping because we have it today. The thing is, as much as I miss the chill of Sundays, and I think that the world could be a better place if we all just took a little more time mm-hmm. to chill. And if it was mandated because there's nothing else to do, that'd be great. But I also think about those people that are that are working four 12-hour shifts in a row and then they get four days off. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about... Uh, Families in in different environments where, for example, we parent one gets the kid on Saturday and parent two gets them on Sunday. There's a lot of reasons that we need to be able to offer 24-7, 365 service in businesses and things like that. I think it's up to us individually to set our limits and say, you know what? We're going to get back to it Sunday, family dinner, six o'clock. Don't be late. Everybody's required to be there. You know what? Sunday's we don't leave the house. Maybe Sunday's or PJ's day. Or maybe Sunday is your Tuesday or Thursday, yes. depending on your work schedule. We yeah. should all take a day out of the week and just relax. That's a good point, too, because I think that everyone's schedule is so different. But I think family time is important, right? So if whatever your family, whatever that is for you, maybe that means it's extended. Not just your household, but maybe you have your parents over every whatever it is. I think those things are important. And, and growing up in that atmosphere, I want my kids to have it. But you're right. It could be different for everybody. Maybe for you, it's a Saturday brunch. Because that's when everyone can do it. It's Saturday morning, Saturday breakfast, or maybe it's a Friday night dinner. Whatever it is, I just think more gathering could probably be done. Because I don't hear a lot about like every Friday we do this, every Sunday we do that, every Saturday we do that. Uh, a few more of these quickly. Um, staying outside literally all day. Kids did that. Kids did that. You were free to do what you wanted to do. No cell phones. You're expected to check in maybe once a day if you grew up in an era where uh, cell phones were around. Because when I was a kid, they started to come around, right? Cell phones mm-hmm. were starting to come around when I was a kid. But I usually had to borrow from someone else if I didn't have it. Or uh, nobody texts too, so it was an actual phone call. So it, or it was pay as you go. So you had to be like, real quick, I can only talk for under a minute because I don't want to take up all my minutes, but I'm, I'm at, you know, Jessica's house. Okay, mom, bye. I love you. I'll be home at eight or whatever. I'll, I'll go one further. So me being just a little older than you, like a couple of weeks, uh, <laughs> there was, <laughs> when, when I was little, the rule was simple. Get out of bed when you get out of bed. And that used to be like eight, nine o'clock. We weren't sleeping until noon or one. You get out of bed on a Saturday morning. Eat breakfast as quickly as you can. Bye. I'll see you when the streetlights mm-hmm. come on. Or yeah. I'll be home for lunch. Yeah. If you wanted to know where all your friends were, you had to cruise around the neighborhood. And whatever lawn had all the bikes on them, that's where everybody was. There was no texts and Snapchat maps and shit like that to figure out where everybody is. You just went out and did it. And you know what? If you weren't home for lunch, you were at a buddy's house for lunch or they were coming to your house for lunch. There was one trip home, usually around noon or one o'clock, and then you were back out until the streetlights came on. But I'll tell you, if those streetlights came on and you weren't home within like 10, 15 minutes, holy shit, that wooden spoon was coming out. (laughs) And that's when they used to hit kids, guys. I don't think I ever got hit with a spoon, but I was <laughs> I never scared to have it happen. I, I never got hit, but that would be a scary notion. I like this one, and I know that you've got lots of comments on it. We've got a lack of time here, but how about this one? Got a lot of likes, by the way. A bachelor's degree actually meaning something. 
Nowadays, it's about as useful as a high school diploma. Yeah, I mean, they're useless. In my estimation, I... Um, it depends on the industry. We all know that. It, it's industry dependent. However, in most cases, would you, wouldn't you say that's kind of accurate? I, I'm still on team. There should be no educational requirements for any job. I think that if you can do the job, you should be allowed to do the job. And I don't think you should be excluded from applying for a job because you don't have some minimum level of education because I don't think the level of education dictates your abilities. I don't think that because I have a bachelor's degree in English, for example, I'm any better in English than somebody who didn't take English in university. By the way, I had a 98% on my uh my transcript. Congratulations. In grade 12 English. That's 98 That's impressive. That's very good. And I argued those other 2% until they kicked me out. <laughs> That's why he hates it when I say things like, use guys. No, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. Um, do you agree with this one? Last one. We'll just make this the last one, but you can got, find it on BuzzFeed if you want to find the full list. There's lots on here. Things lasting longer. This person says, particularly in the 90s, my Doc Martens lasted for years and years with daily wear. And now I need to buy a new pair of shoes every year. And they cost way more than they used to. Yep. And I think that could be true for, I mean, that's one particular, you know, thing. But there's a lot of things I think that don't last as long as they used to. Are they more poorly made or are we rougher on them? I guess is the question. Or is it a combination of both? I don't think we're walking any differently than we used to. But yeah, particularly with the Doc Martens, it's true. When you find a good shoe too, you like to show it off. I love telling people what kind of shoes and boots to get, especially for kids because they wear it out and they don't give a shit, right? Because they're not paying for it. So there's certain boots and shoes that are go-tos, but they're going to cost money. But it's true. If you buy certain brands, I find it falls apart easily. And maybe that's an, I don't, I don't remember the, I don't remember caring about that in the nineties. Maybe my parents could attest to what I did or didn't do with my shoes. Uh, but things aren't made as well as another thing, but every generation thinks that they used to make it best back in the day. Right? Sure. And on that, we'll say, sorry, we're late. Have a great day, everybody. Remember, if you're protesting, please do it peacefully and check out our radio show tomorrow in the morning. We're on 95.3 energy, 95.3 and 91.5, 91.5, the beat. And then you can hear us in the afternoon on 1031 Fresh Radio in London. Love, love, love being on in that London market. And Barry as well, another market that I love. Fresh 931, 6 till 9 p.m. at mm-hmm. night. And we're just about everywhere that you care to find us and on Instagram uh, as well. It's Scott Fox on air and Voice of Cat. Have a good one.